0: Pike Bluth with the Bob Pike Group, and one of the biggest things that I've done since um, purchasing the company is going through all of our data, all of our information, and figuring out what we need to use and what we need to lose every single year i go through ip and we decide what we're getting rid of and what new ip we're going to bring into the company so as you're looking at your job and you might be internal to a company you might be external but whatever position you're in we should always be on top of the best ip and the best information that we can have when i was writing my book creative training, a train-the-trainer field guide. I did so much neuroscience research, and what I realized is that, wow, a lot of what I've been sharing with people over the last 20 years actually is debunked or not true at all. So let me give you a few examples so that maybe you can learn from this and stop using the same bad information that's all over the Internet that seems real, but as you dig deeper, you find that, you know what, there is no real behind this. Number one is Dale's cone of experience. You've all heard of it. 10% of what you read, 20% of, 50% of what you see and hear, 90% of what you do. And this has been believed for a really long time because these percentages, and it seems realistic, it seems like it would make sense. And yeah, you're right. I don't remember as much of what I read as what I actually physically do and experience, so we kept passing that on and on and on. And in Eggerdale's original work in 1946, he developed the cone um, and created that taxonomy of learning methods just from abstract to concrete just to kind of have something to, to play off of. He argued that good instruction combines both abstract and concrete and, and we took that and started adding in percentages. But that started around 1970. And we're not really sure who started to add those in. But the bottom line is that the retention numbers are completely made up. And there is no research evidence behind them. Now, the data that he came up with, like reading and hearing images and movies, he had this whole triangle of experience. Makes a lot of sense, but the percentages definitely do not. So stop using those. It's It's not true. Another myth that's actually very current is that millennials have the attention span of a of a small fish of some sort um, or some animal that has a really small small brain, right? But what people are always saying is that oh, because of uh, them being a digital native, they are used to you know Twitter, 140 characters, very quick. Um, they're they're used to having no um, the, you know multiple devices, so they're using their iPad and their phone as they're watching a movie, and they just have no attention span. Let's let's just pause for a moment and debunk that. So here's. What's super ener- energizing and interesting to me is Gen Z, you're looking at people that are 18, 19, 20, uh, millennials 37 and younger, they actually love their number one preferred learning method is going to be on YouTube. And it's they say that it's hugely contributed to their education. And guess what? those YouTube videos are not necessarily two minutes long. They are watching videos that are anywhere from 25 minutes to an hour long based on what they want to learn. They also use it for absolutely a five minute, four minute, three minute thing when they need to learn how to fix the microwave or they need to be able to figure out what's going wrong within a blender or whatever it might be. They're using it and they're using it a lot they say that they're using YouTube about three hours a day. So they do say that that's for their preferred learning method. And don't, you know, there is no way that they're getting it in two minute bite-sized things over the course of those three hours. So just remember from, from just looking at what they actually do is they're not distracted. They're not they're not just sitting there for two minutes at a time. They are able to have a lot of time spent. Now, one of the things that we've researched at the Bob Pike Group is that we want to make sure that we re-engage people every eight to 10 minutes. And that research comes from us 40 years in in the business marketplace. And knowing that at about the 10 minute mark, people After that lecture of 10 minutes, they need to be engaged in some way, shape, or form. I'm not saying that they don't have the attention span. But I am saying that what we find in the neuroscience of the brain is that they are much more actively involved and engaged when we're including them in the message. And that is research-driven. It's not just us at the Bob Hyde Group. Yes, we've been doing this a long time, but it is research-based. Microsoft has done uh, 2015, they did a paper on those numbers, but we want to make sure that we aren't thinking that people have like a 10-second tension span. The final one that I want to talk about is that we process information 60,000 million times faster than we do text. Uh, well, guess what? And and then another one is, I love this one, is that we only use 10% of our brain. Where did that come from even? Well, the the reality is that somewhere we started researching um, and we started using, at the Bob Pike Group, I'll admit this, 3M in the 80s where we, we – took some of their research and they said that, you know what, we we process information faster. But the reality is, um, and, and a lot of people will attribute it to Confucius, yet another myth. Uh, I learned that because one of our partners in Japan said, where does this exactly come from? I want the book. I want the page. And the more we dug into it, realized Confucius never actually said that and we couldn't find data behind it at all. And so sometimes it's just taking things and having to reevaluate it and say, is this actually accurate? So the bottom line is like many myths, the kernel of truth, there's a kernel to tr- of truth to everything, um, but images are recalled better than words. Research shows that, but not 60,000 times faster, probably not even um, you know, 1500 times faster, really. It is faster, but it's not 60,000 times. There is no research behind that. So what I want to encourage you to do is whenever you listen to a podcast or you hear something or read something that has statistics behind it, they may have cited a source, but I want to challenge you to Google that source and see just how many times it's referenced, see if there is an actual journal article that it came from originally with the original research. So in my book, you'll find that I reference hundreds of different articles, and I go directly back to the, to the article that originated, not articles that were mentioning the article. So you want to start with the bottom line. You want to read the research for yourself. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth from the Bob Pike Group, and let's debunk those myths.